We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another edition of Casual Friday. Um, I am back and filling in for the almighty XJ. Uh, it's your boy GMAC, a.k.a. Andrew Claudio. And joining me, well, technically, I'm joining them for a very special playoff edition in between games two and game three because the NBA decided for some reason we needed four days off between these two games. Not, Not one. Not, not two, two not, three, <laughs> not three, but four whole days off before the Nixon Heat play again. Uh, that voice you heard um, off in the distance is none other than Mr. Sean with a W. Sean, how are the vibes? The vibes are electric. Um, the vibes are confident. Um, the vibes are, listen, man, playoff basketball in Madison Square Garden against a team that we actually think we should beat and could beat and can beat. So the vibes are electric. The vibes are also rowdy because I was at game two and I was very, very rowdy. And I'll explain why as we later on in this episode. But I look, yeah. look forward to hearing about it. Uh, speaking of some some rowdy vibes, um, a man who uh, talked his way onto multiple post games because damn, was he correct about Nixon five. Um, it's still in play for this series. And for those who are wondering why our picture on Twitter was his face for a whole seven days, it's because I made a deal with him. If the Knicks actually beat the Cavs in five, I would change our profile picture for a couple hours. And then when I went to change it back, apparently Elon Musk has the thing that if you change your profile picture for Twitter blue, it's locked out for the next seven days. So you got to be the profile picture for a week on Twitter. Congratulations. Mensa. How are the vibes? The vibes are hopefully not in the matrix. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're yeah, the vibes testing some internet okay. connections today, but the vibes are good. Okay. So, the vibes are good, so let's keep them good. Yeah, the vibes are not where I expected them to be, but I'm still confident. The vibes are still confident. The vibes are good, and I'm ready for the vibes to roll into Saturday so I can have more vibes. That's that's good to hear. And it, it's let's start there with the not where you thought they would be. So I liked what you guys did last week when when the three of you did like the percentage meter of like 
how much did the Knicks win versus the Cavs lose? And I think that's a good place to start with today's show because game one, without Julius, the Knicks had a big lead early, at least a double-digit lead early. Cavs came back and won, um, which then followed... Uh, Cavs came back and won. He came back and won, um, which then followed Jimmy Butler missing game two, a game... The Heat were kind of controlling for three and a half quarters, and then the Knicks stormed back late and won. Um, and it could lead to some confidence that you you built on a late fourth quarter comeback at home, heading into Miami. Julius looked great. Um, Brunson found his three-point shot. The Knicks, in general, found their three-point shot. There also could be some worry. So let's do the percentage game again. And I'll go to you first, Sean. How confident slash confident uh, Confident compared to cautious, are you? I guess really confident versus worried, are you heading into game three? I would. So I said Knicks and five. I was very confident in Knicks and five to beginning the series. I would say I was 90 10 simply because while I expected us to beat the Miami Heat in five games, you know, stuff happens. Ask Milwaukee. Um, now I'm at 80 20 because, as I mean, you said it in our faculty chat, you said it like, we're going up against Bill Belichick here. Mm-hmm. And I like I was at game two and I was a frothing mess at, 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 at of anger because I watched a team play zone against us in the playoffs for a whole quarter and it worked. I watched a team play Duncan Robinson in the year of our Lord, 2023 in the playoffs. And it, it wasn't an abject disaster. Um, you know, I may have had some beverages while at the game and I was just yelling, like, we need to go after Duncan Robinson. Why aren't they going after Duncan Robinson? And I started typing the faculty chat and shout out to Benji, who was like this guy. He's like, cause that's cause they're in zone, Sean. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, Okay. We need to break. Them. We need. To, we need to beat this. We, you know. And I was actually rewatching game that second quarter, and brick, 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 brick from three. It's um. So listen, Eric Spolstra, like I said, he had he will draw up some stuff to get you like that. Should it work? And it's and it works. And it even if, even in the fourth quarter where. Um, and the, the reason I got really frothing mad is because uh, they were not guarding Josh Hart at all. And I was like, we need Quentin Grimes. So listen, Spo- Eric Spolster, I said it like he is. I'm not going to say he's the GOAT because everyone throws that term around. But he is clearly one of the best coaches I've ever seen. And, you know, in February, March, April, when the February, March, when the playoffs really became a possibility, we all talked about like the coaches that we were afraid Tibbs would go up against. And we and Spolster was one of them, but we were like, all right, well, we don't have to worry about him because he's in AC. That here mm-hmm. he is. Um, so um I believe that you know, new Tom Thibodeau, who makes way more adjustments than old Tom Thibodeau, can make the adjustments, just not as on the fly. So that's why it's down to 80-20. But my takeaway from this is that we are the better basketball team. And I got a lot of pushback on it on the internet, which is whatever, and in space or whatever. And we were like, people chalked it up to like, oh, delusional Knicks fan. I'm like, I'm delusional for thinking that I'm better than an A seed. Like, we're the better basketball. We're the better basketball team, and we should win. So I'm still confident, but my my the the chances that they have went from ten percent to twenty. 
So to your point about the second quarter, before I go to Mensa, um, Knicks route scored 25 to 20 and the uh, Knicks shot two of 10 from three, five of 19 overall brick after brick is uh, the, the correct assessment of that second quarter, not to mention eight of 13 from three. So they're able to kind of make up for it and get their points at the line. But man, was that was that a brick fest? Uh, Mensa, how confident versus worried are you? I'm confident that the Knicks can beat the Heat and beat them soundly as long as we're sticking to the rotation that got us here. You know, like the, the old saying is dance with the one who brought you. We need to, Quentin Grimes needs to start. Josh Hart needs to go back to that bench. I understand wanting to match Jimmy Butler's minutes and I understand Josh Hart just being great and deserves to play basketball, but our formula only works with Quentin Grimes as a starter because of the gravitational pull that he has. He creates space for Jalen Brunson. He creates space for Julius Randle. And just having those two, Randle and Hart together, their gravity allows for space for Jalen Brunson. And he's our engine. So we kind of just have to make sure all the parts work together so that we can be the team that got us here. 17 and 8 in the regular season, 5 and 2 in the playoffs so far. Let's continue to keep it pushing. And as long as we don't deviate and act like we're the underdog, we should beat Miami. No problem. So I may have to I may have to borrow some of your confidence here, guys, because it's not that I, I picked Nixon six before the series. And I it's not that I don't think that they could still win the series. I think I'm much more leaning more toward Nixon seven if they're going to win this series. And it's I, I, I hate to to bring any negative energy to this, but. um, I'm underestimated the coaching advantage is is a is a word i don't want to fully emphasize how much the coaching advantage matters um I, I i stand by it sean like spolstra is just is jedi mind tricking like good coaches in this in this postseason right now what happened in the buck series we all saw it um what happened in game one and game two um i understand tibbs going with josh hart matching jimmy's minutes the Knicks also like their shooting is what killed them in game one. And like, I, I will say this. Um, it's been fascinating to me that the conversation coming out of Miami is that because their role players helped almost beat the Knicks in game two, this series is over. The Heat have control. But the Knicks, without Julius, understanding how much better Jimmy Butler is than Julius Randle, but the Knicks were still missing their all-star and all-NBA player. They almost beat the Heat. That was a three-point game with four minutes left, and the Knicks had a double-digit lead in the first half, and that just like doesn't matter. Like The much more drastic loss for both of these teams were if the Knicks lost to the Heat without Jimmy, but also if the Heat lost to the Knicks without Julius. So I just think these two teams are very evenly matched. Is the calculation that I didn't make. And I know you guys have said that we're the better team. And I guess you could, you could push back on it if you want. I just underestimated what Gabe Vincent is. He's got some Fred Van Vliet in him. I underestimated what Caleb Martin is at this point. They are, their role players are clearly better than I thought they were, especially, especially, and maybe this is where Josh Hart going back to the bench will help Emmanuel quickly get going. But the disappearing act from our sixth man of the year candidate so far, these playoffs, he's had a couple good quarters. His defense has still been solid. But man, my, my, my big factor for most of the playoffs was like, 
they have we have this weapon coming off the bench that's going to be an X factor. Now him and RJ have kind of switched places, and RJ is the one that's like become an X factor and like hitting a bunch of threes. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm much more like this is going seven, and and that's my my take on this this series. I think the Knicks can win. I think they probably should win. But I got a lot of respect for that head coach now. And that 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 best player over there will probably steal one of the remaining five games too. But um I've I've just I've gained a lot more respect for the Heat through these first two games. Uh Sean, what do you got? You so don't to, have respect. <laughs> so, so so it's for the so for the people who um to your point thought that now it's heat and five because they got their moral victory. I mean well, I mean we know why they discount us being out Julius Randle because of the reputation of the player and of the team he plays for. Um, listen, game one, listen, this is a player's league and it's a make or miss league. And the Knicks shot seven of 34 from three. And I saw the entire timeline talk about we should have went after Jim. We should have did this. We should that. I was like, no, how about we shoot our averages from three? And people are saying, oh, well, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, we're not a good shooting three point shooting team. There's a difference between not being a great, not being a good shooting team and shooting seven of 34 from three where our, what, Jalen Brunson, all seven, RJ Barrett, one of five, Josh Hart, all four. Like if we shoot 28% from three, this is a two, this is a two old series. It is different. Yeah. So from, listen, they have the better head coach one through nine. Full strength, we are better. We're Perry. better. Don't get me wrong. We're better. I just don't know if the gap is as big as I thought it was I, going into this series, especially with what quickly is at this point, you know? That is true. That is true. But I think if we, like what Mensa said, go over what got you here, grinds in the starting lineup, harvest the bench, do what you've done. Don't let them, like you said, don't let them Jedi mind trick you into doing something you don't want. Like, don't like they want you to play their game. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Play our game. We got wide open. We got wide open looks at game one and didn't hit them. I, I'm so I, I, I see where you're coming from. Like, give the coach a lot of credit, but we should win this series. We should. Menta. I'm right there with Sean. Um, I look, listen, I have so much more respect for the Miami Heat after these first two games. Spolster is on a level by himself right now. Nobody's coaching with Spo. And honestly, their team, we have more talent than them. I will not ever step down from that. They are a smarter basketball team than us. Look no further than Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, Jimmy Butler. You have all three of those guys who've seen so much basketball and have competed at the highest levels. All three have been to an NBA Finals. Two of them have won a championship. They are just a very smart team. However, you can't smoke in mirrors your way forever. The game two act, I am willing to bet, will not, we won't see it again because they're not going to play that way. Jimmy Butler is not going to walk into threes the way Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent did. They'll still get their minutes. They will still play. Um, so will Kevin Love and Bam super illegal screens. But those illegal screens for Bam Adebayo when he's screening for Jimmy aren't going to lead to three-point shots. Might get a foul, which is, look, very important. But I don't think that their game two formula can be repeated as long as Jimmy Butler is healthy. And 
they can't guard us when we have Quentin Grimes in that starting five because it's just too much space for Brunson to operate in. As long as we do what got us here, and I think I want to give Tips credit. He's been reacting. He will not react. He's been responding and he's been doing the things that will get us to victory. He's been leading us. So I'm not counting on Thibodeau to be, um, I'm sorry. I'm not counting on him to be reactionary and be his normal, um, stubborn self. I'm not counting on that. I'm counting on him to see what happened. Cause if, if Tibbs was going to be stubborn, Emmanuel quickly would have paid 30 minutes. He saw quick, didn't have it benched him nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just. I'm counting on him to play Grimes with the starters and especially like Josh Hart today in an interview was like, I need to be playing with quickly more. So I feel like the team knows what, what they need to do. It's like, Hey, look, don't get punked out. I get it. They have the better player. They have the better coach, but every team, how many teams have we played this season that have had a, that have had the best basketball player, but because of we, because we stuck to Knicks basketball, we were able to beat them. We beat the Celtics three to one. They have Jason Tatum. You know, so I'm not necessarily worried because we've seen it. We've beat them already. We beat them in this regular season. We just won game two at home. And I'm confident that we will be able to steal one in Miami and at least go back to Madison Square Garden 2-2. But I'm I'm still confident. And I still think that talent matters more and that you can't smoke and mirrors your way forever. Let me be clear. I think they're going coming back for game five to two. That is, that is my current prediction. It's the, it's where we started with how guy, how confident are you both at Nixon five? And it was 90% and 80%. I'm like 60, still there. <laughs> I love it. Believe me. I love it. I'm at still like there. 60% confident. This isn't going seven, you know, like I think this is going seven. And I think, I I'm curious, but the, the, the man, the ATOs that Spolster is able to come up with the, that they looked like the Celtics for the majority of that game where every Agreed. single drive is leading to a corner or a wide open three. Now, look, I don't have a ton of smoke for Tibbs. I think. Yeah, not uh, at all. Like the, the biggest thing is just, it's a simple adjustment that literally everybody on our staff is saying, like you should probably put Curtin Grimes back in the starting lineup. And it's why, you want to talk about giving the guy credit for just like realizing this was the right move the whole time. Fine. But like benching RJ with the game he was having and like, that's not even the correct phrasing for it. RJ didn't get benched down the stretch. They switched it up and decided to go with Grimes because he realized they needed the spacing and lo and behold, that's, that's what it created down that, that final stretch. It was a 24 to 12 run to close yeah, the game. 12. Yep. So like he, he stumbled into it, but still RJ, the way he was playing, I would imagine that you would have needed to keep him in the game or like, Oh, well like stubborn Tibbs, like to your point, Mensa is like, well, RJ's look how he's playing. I'm going with these five guys. I think more just tells me how bad the Cavs were, you know, like it's way less about how it's working in this series. You know, yeah. what else, you know what else it tells you? Styles make fights. And and these la- like the going back to your analogy of like, you know, the Heat winning game one without Randall and the Heat and us winning game two, they didn't have Jimmy. There were two completely different styles of play. And like those last six minutes was Nick's basketball. Like mm-hmm. Benji said in the postgame, the last six minutes, it was like, all right, enough of this. We're going to do what we do. And it's going to work. So, um, yeah, like it's style, style. That's why styles make fights. And by the way, this series is coming back three one. 
three. You think they're going to win both games? Listen, I do. Okay. I do too. You can't see a series can be see when you say when you tell when you say someone's going to win a series in five. There's this there's a thought process of like, oh, we're going to bust their you know what by like twenty five. You know, they're all going to be close. But I you think the Knicks will to, pull out two close games against Bolster yes. and Jimmy. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I mean, think. Go ahead. Uh, not to interject or like cut anybody off, but like. Like Sean said, if we shoot 28% in game one from three, we're up 2-0. So well, that's well, why I'm saying like it's it's so, a lot of smoke and mirrors, you know? If Again, if, not to, real quick, real quick, not to like we're now assuming they win game two if if game one, if they pull out game one. Like there's a butterfly effect. I bet I I bet Jimmy plays game two. That's fair. That's very fair. Like that's why. Like I'm I really the, the biggest takeaway I have from the first two games is Whatever you want to call Julius Randle, the Knicks' best player, second best player, all star, whatever it was, both teams were missing one of their most important players. And the other team almost pulled out a victory despite losing their, their best player for that game. And it's why I, it's why I just want to push back on all of the talk out of Miami over the last couple of days. It's been like, man, that's Miami. That's how, that's what they do. Listen, you, we, we, you're all bookmarked. We, we, we (laughs) you and I listen to the Lebertard show. We know how they do like they, you know, he, one, he culture two anything. They, any chance they get to crap on New York and you know, the mech is not the mech is just the building. Like, no, we're not buying into that. Let them, let them run them. Listen, let them run them out. Listen, we got people in Cleveland, from Cancun, tweeting from Cancun about how RJ Barris not it. Like, bro, I didn't even know they had Wi-Fi in Puerto Vallarta. Oh, really? So, like, that's what that like. Let them let them talk. They're gonna do their thing. They let them talk. And one more thing. God, I'm okay. Butterfly effect. Let's. I will assume that Jimmy still unfortunately rolls his ankle in game one. I seen us play against Jimmy when Jimmy didn't have it, and he was a shell of himself, and we were able to win. So if Jimmy plays game two, I don't know what you're getting out of him because remember we thought Jimmy was Jimmy that game against Toronto. He sat out Toronto because he's gonna come through and crush the buildings, and and then nothing Mm. took like eight shots. So. We'll see. I I fully expect this to come back to two. I hope I'm very wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not changing the Twitter profile picture again, though, if I'm wrong. Hey there, Knicks fans. During the spring season, you need wholesome, convenient meals to energize you for warmer, more active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and tackle everything on your to-do list. My wife and I get Factor delivered to our doorstep each and every day. As you guys probably know from listening to me on this podcast, Nick's Film School podcasting takes a lot out of me, so there's nothing better and easier and tastier. Only takes a few minutes. Come out. You have a nice, nutritious, and delicious meal ready for you after a long day. Perfect way to enjoy dinner. This May, get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose to enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your door. Don't hesitate. Head to factormeals.com slash filmschool40 and use code filmschool40 to get 40% off your first box. Again, that's factormeals.com slash filmschool40 and use the code filmschool School 40 to get 40% off your first box. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. As far as other things to comment about this series, um, I didn't prep you guys for this, but we've kind of 
danced. We've kind of already gone through the entire rundown of breaking down the first two games of the series and projecting what will happen going forward. But if you had to pick one player that has impressed you, has come up big so far these first two games, last time you guys talked, it was, I mean, you guys were recapping the Cavs series and now we're looking ahead. I just, I really want to talk about Julius Randle because I feel like I've been in his corner a lot this year, even when it's really been hard to defend him. And the way he played in game two was so impressive and just so important. And it's not even the shot making. It's not even the 25, 12 and eight guy didn't take a, a shot in the fourth quarter. We've seen the run the jewels offense be so detrimental to their their style of play, their their flow, that it freezes guys out. And like there were moments in this game where it was like, oh, you got a guy open. I actually like he had three turnovers and two, like one of them he dribbled in traffic. Don't do that. The other two were passes to players that were open. He hit Mitch in the hands and he dropped it. Would have been two points. And then the other one was a pass to RJ that just went through his hands. These are incidental, but if those two get get made, we're talking about a triple-double in game two for Julius Randle. Um, his impact in that fourth quarter, now, like, defensive issues, like, they're still there. He just does not know, or maybe not, not, not know is the wrong word, but just does not want to close out. Dealing with the ankle, who knows how healthy he is. I will sign up for that version of Julius Randle, that fourth quarter offense version of Julius Randle for the rest of the playoffs. So, just kudos to him, and Look, XJ is not here. I was I was kind of hoping I'd be able to to bring this up. This is not an anti OB conversation, but now you see why Julius Randle is important. Now we don't look at the LA Fitness Week at the end of the NBA season and say, "Oh, see, this could have been our offense the entire season." Not that I'm not straw manning. That's not what you said, XJ. That's definitely what some people said. That's what like, a lot of people said. I'm just now we see what it what it's like to have somebody like Julius Randle and his ability to really be uh, an impactful player can do to the series. And I, I'm hoping he has continued success in this series. Uh, Mensa, what about you? What's a player you want to highlight? You going on oh. brand? Do you it. Stay on brand? Do it. You got to stay on if brand. you don't, I, I will. Guess. All right. So, wow. Wow, 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 wow. RJ Barrett has been... Like we're really living in like nobody's bingo card era, you know, like nobody had it on their bingo card that RJ Barrett would have been the third most important player on this Knicks team, especially with the way Emmanuel quickly was playing, especially with the way Quentin, Quentin Grimes was trending to close the season with what we saw from Mitchell Robinson in the first round of the playoffs. We would not have like RJ Barrett. We, <laughs> We would have lost to the Cavs without RJ Barrett, but to, we're talking about these first two games and he's been gigantic. He has been gigantic. And in the second quarter, he made, he, I think he was like six for seven at the time and he went straight to the basket and the defense converged on him. RJ Barrett three months ago to taking that layup. RJ Barrett passed it out to Julius Randle who splashed a three. And I was like, this guy is seeing the game ahead of the Miami Heat right now. It, it was, it was, I'm like, this is, this is how he's going to be great by 
being by being ahead of the team mentally because athletically he is what he is. He's not a poor athlete, but he doesn't have an athletic advantage over NBA wings, at least not with the first step. Like the strength is there, of course, but when you're driving, driving is really more about having that first step. So when the defense converges on him, like how many times have we seen RJ just throw up a prayer from three feet? Like that's not smart. Instead, he's throwing out passes and he's allowing, it's like he's finally caught up to the NBA because the NBA had caught up to him and they're like, yeah, just let him drive and we're going to converge. He's going to do whatever he wants. Now he's like, perfect drive. Cause you have to respect me. Cause you know, I'm going to get into this paint, but now I'm going to kick it out to my shooters and just watching how he's evolved as a team basketball player. Because a lot of times I felt RJ Barrett was playing like he didn't trust that the ball would come back to him because of the isolation offense with Jalen Brunson, who had to go get his, and Julius Randle would go get his, and R.J. Barrett seeing himself on the same level as those two basketball players is like, all right, I got to do the same thing, you know, and it it became um, contagious, but he is not the isolation scorer that those two are at this point in his career. So to watch him, you're like, you know what? I don't care if I don't get mine right now. I'm going to pass the ball. And then for him to get his and still pass the ball, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am so happy and I'm so proud of what he's done because, I mean, at the end of the day, we can act like it doesn't exist, but there are sections of the fan base and we kind of had like... um so Sacramento, they do like the Sacramento baby races, right? And like, it's like we all had our babies and we oh, wanted to yeah. see them get across the finish line. Yeah. So like I was in the RJ camp. Yeah, people in the Grimes camp. Yeah, people in the Quickly camp. And it was like, ah, my baby's doing better than yours. And now, and now like we're close to the finish line and we're seeing RJ Barrett catch up to those guys and even outperform them in the playoffs. It makes it, it's, there's a little bit of vindication there. And I can't be, I have to be a human. I have to be honest about that. So to watch RJ Barrett, play better than those guys in a moment where we need them to be better. We do. Cause we're not going to, and I want to be very clear. We will not beat the Miami heat without a better quickly and without a better Quentin Grimes. I think we just need them to step up. We absolutely do. And I have faith that they will because they're good basketball players and I'm a fan and I will continue to have faith in them until they're not New York Knicks. If that, you know, well, it will come at some point, but if they retire as Knicks or if they're moved on, I will believe in those guys as long as they have our jersey on. And that's just who I'm always going to be. But to watch RJ Barrett play the way he's been playing on both ends, like let's not forget the defense now. I mean, look, guarding Caleb Martin and these guys is not the end of the world, but at the same time, he's not getting beat back door. He is not being exposed and he's holding his own. So I'm very proud of the way he's been playing. And the thing is, I don't think it's going to stop. I think he's finally flipped the switch because the decision-making is there. It's not just results-based. It's the decision-making. So to that point, before I go over to Sean, I, I'm not even sure I'm there yet with the, like, this is the RJ to, here to stay. But the the larger point, and it's why I, I just cannot believe we're at this point in in the conversation about RJ. Like, like everything changes now. Like, the whole tenor of the conversation with RJ when this regular season ended and like what the, what, what, what is he getting traded? No, like I don't, I don't know if run it back is the option, but like now it's, we're at the point where I'm okay struggling with RJ next year. Like if he, if he does take a step back in the regular season and still goes through his regular season struggles, it's, now I have a very large playoff sample size of him being, productive and contributing to winning that like that's a player you take it 
take a chance on and let him work through struggles now. And I think, like to your point, Mensa, you've always, you've never tried to tell us that he's, you never, I'll just say it, you've never made up stats to try and make it look like he's actually good. Okay. But what you have done has been like, he's 22, like be patient. Okay. Um, and I respect it. And now I'm at the point where if RJ's like shooting, what do you guys call it? Tour dates in November and December next year. It's like, yeah, but do you remember games three, four, five of the Cavs series? Do you remember games one and two against the Miami Heat? Like I'll, I'll be patient with this kid. He's, he's, he's got more potential here in him. Um, okay. Sean, who you got? And he's doing it not against Tyler Hero, who he turns to barbecue chicken every time he yeah. sees him. Yeah. Um, so the player I'm going to highlight is someone that I gave a whole bunch of crap to on Tuesday. Um, but he made two really, he made three really big plays on the stretch of game two, and that's Josh Hart. Mm. So, uh, fourth quarter. I so I, I was at the game watching with my good friend Cedric Shine, and I just started frothing at the mouth in anger because I'm like, why? Like we need like we need Grimes in this game. Take out Hart, and he was like, no, but Hart's doing this, and I'm like, and I'm like Cedric, they're not guarding him. Look, like you can't like they're not guarding him because and I said this, I said he's going full Ben Simmons, like he's not shooting and they're not guarding him. Like you can't get away with that. Um. And then they put Grimes in and, and Tips went in Grimes, took it RJ, which I was like, and I remember seeing, I was like, oh, they put Grimes in. Great. But I was like, wait a minute. Josh Hart's still in the game. They took it RJ. Why did they take it RJ? He's cooking them. And then Josh Hart had two threes open and he took them. And they went in. And then he got an amazing rebound, amazing mm. offensive rebound that helped seal the game. And Cedric's looking at me, and I'm like, like it's like that scene in Bad Boys um, at the end where he's like, that's how you drive. Nah. From now on, that's how you drive. <laughs> like, that is what you do. They le- like this In this league, they leave you open. You got to shoot it. You have to shoot it. So, listen, Josh Hart, 4 of 11, 204 from 3, those two threes I spoke about, plus 16 in a game that we won by 7. Yeah. So, um, not so, yeah. My uh, six, not, my six, my six, yeah. my six. Yeah, the game we and the game we won by six. So, I'm gonna give him his. I'm giving him his flowers. But that's how you drive. So to your point about driving, I thought he was afraid of his of his shot not falling for like two and a half quarters. Um, the nine assists were a lot of penetrate and kick. And this is a game the Knicks were hitting their threes. So whether it was RJ hitting threes, a couple of the Jalen Brunson threes in the fourth quarter were on Josh Hart passes. Um, but at the end of the game, when he needed to hit him, he hit him. And it's why I agree with, with both of you about both RJ and Josh Hart. Um, before we pivot to our, our any final thoughts before we take our talents down to South Beach, areas of concern. I've made my thoughts known about Emmanuel quickly. I I like that he hit two buckets um, before he got subbed out. And I think like the weird calculation that is going on right now, and I don't know if Tibbs is having this issue too, but I think all of us, you want to talk about getting back to the formula, Mensa, like what's got us here? Well, it's always been the, the rotation. It's like, okay, Grimes starts and then quickly and Hart committed at some point. 
and then Hart like plays the whole rest of the second half or first half, or maybe Grimes comes back in toward the end of the second, but quickly is like in for RJ. And like, that's the guy that we close with. And then it's the same thing in the fourth quarter where whenever quickly and Hart sub in, they're not coming out. And those two have, we've been able to ride down the stretch, especially on the defensive end. We can't do that with this version of Emmanuel quickly. There's just no version of where this version of Emmanuel quickly is closing a basketball game. Now, I'm not writing him off. I think he can have a good game three. And it's like, oh, quick came back and helped us win game three. I was I was listening to maybe it's just my good friend, but our good friend, friend of the pod, Giancarlo. And he said one of his big fears was quickly because Miami struggles with like small guards that can initiate offense and be good ball handlers. And that should be Emmanuel quickly, but this version of him just has not been been good so far. Um, I am I am concerned. Um, I'll I'll head over to you now, Sean. So I do we feel because I saw someone I saw someone say this, and I haven't really got to dive into it. Do we feel as if because? because it quickly struggled in the Cleveland series and in this series that Tibbs is now giving him a shorter leash and is not allowing him to initiate as much. And now he's not a corner boy, but he's just like, he's not, he's not been able, he has not had the freedom to do what he's wanted to do. So that's kind of like compounded, like, okay, he came out struggling and now Tibbs is like, okay, I'm going to like, I'm going to tighten up a little bit on and, you know, got like, do we think that's the opposite? It's the opposite, if anything, because like, this is where the Josh Hart grind swap matters. The ball's been in quickly's hands. This the almost the entire time that he's been in the game, you know, like it's, it's that one stretch in no, because Brunson came back in for quickly in the fourth quarter. Like he's been the backup coin point guard and backup initiator like to to everyone's point about getting back to the same rotation that worked like part of it could also be like Grimes hasn't played a ton of minutes with Emmanuel quickly this year like they're all kind of learning where to be and what to do and I just yeah I actually don't think quickly has been much of a corner boy I do think he's like been initiating the offense in the second unit and that's why it's been kind of disappointing you know Sean? that makes sense Um, like for me like my concerns, like I said about, you know, we got it, like we got to we got to hit our threes. We got to take them and leave us open um, to Mensa's point. Like, I don't think tips tips. I don't think Spoh's got the same game plan because if Jimmy's playing, you're not putting up 49 threes. Like it's not happening uh, for me. The, the one thing that I did notice is like, we got to stop falling for these silly ass pump fakes. Mm. And 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 shout out to Benji because he was saying like you know this offense that they're running like people they're just moving parts everywhere and it's just very hard to catch up. But so many times like we like we let lose someone back door, we fall for a pump fake, we put we give like and ones and things like we that stuff that has to that has to be cleaned up. That absolutely has to be cleaned up. Um, and then like I said earlier, like Grimes just has to play more. Like Grimes needs to start. He started all year for the most most of the year. He has to play. Um, you're not winning this series with Quentin Grimes playing 10 minutes. Like I understood why you started Hart game one. I was like, okay, Grimes has a shoulder thing. And um, 
Jimmy's playing, so you want you know you want Josh on Jimmy. Okay, when he started game two, I'm like, okay, now this is not a Jimmy thing. This is a most favored nation status thing, which I've talked about. And I'm like, no, like he asked, like so Grimes has to play. That's my concern. So my concern, my biggest concern is that like we don't get back to play next basketball. Um, I liken it to 2007, the Dallas Mavericks, 67 win team changed their lineup before game one because they heard all the talk and, oh, Don Nelson, he knows Dirk, and they're going to do this, do that. And he changed his lineup. They lost game one. They were cooked because why would I change my lineup for an AC when I won 67 games have the MVP? I don't change for you. You change for me. Again, and what stinks is that, like, now it's giving credence to all the the, all, all, all the people that think the Miami Heat are the boogeyman. Like, Mike Schur and you and John. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, see, it was like, no, but like they like they like, no, like do your thing. And if it doesn't work, then you change it. Don't change it. But like that. So that's all I want to get back to play Knicks basketball again. They're an AC for a reason. Remember that. Yeah, they're an AC right. for a reason. And so, yeah, real, real quick. You don't think they like the way the the Warriors are a six seed, right? But like, uh, they kind of, they flipped the switch, you could argue. Like, I don't know, we do this with the Spurs, or we did this with the Spurs for so long that like the regular season doesn't matter. And look, I was going into this series with like, I watched them lose to the Hawks. That Capella offensive rebound-a-thon like in the playing game was like, that's how the Knicks can win this series. And we're now eight games removed from that game against the Hawks. And I've only gained more and more respect for them as it's gone along. Um, I will say the, to your point, Sean, like as far as the heat being a boogeyman, I think Spolstra might be the boogeyman. I don't know if the rest of the team is, there is something that I may use as like, to, to, to poke the bear a bit to the fact that in three of their four victories this postseason, the other team is missing an all-star. Um, so that just, the that just fact that to, that just gets brought up. overlooked. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. wait a minute. Like, pe- like people re- like they have now Jedi mind trick people are thinking that if Giannis was there for all five games, they would have won the series. Like if Giannis mm. wasn't hurt, they wouldn't have won the series. I'm like, are you st- like Mensa has a look on his face. That's like, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, a Greek. not, not, don't forget that their coach went through an extreme tragedy during that series. Like, come on, let's talk Lot about everything. A lot had to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, I'm there. That's a w- so, Mr. 90% confident, do you have any worries? What's the 10%? The 10% is that we're not healthy enough. Mm. Um, we're hobbling, well, hobbling into the series. And I used air quotes there for those who are using the audio format. Um, yeah, just the watching Brunson not be himself, not, you know, Quentin Grimes with the shoulder, Julius with the perpetual ankle that's been bothering him for about six weeks now. Um, that's my only concern. I think we're better than them. I'm not worried about the smoke and mirrors because I think we're better than them. And like, come on, like, you need Gabe Vincent might have one or two of those in a series and he just gave you both you know like he's uh-huh. he's going back home don't get me wrong but you have to bet that the guy who scores nine points a game is gonna come down at some point these guys are not 
we're making them bigger than they actually are because of ooh heat culture and ooh Pat Riley and ooh Jimmy Butler and yeah, all of those are big things. And again, I have a lot of respect for the Miami Heat, but I don't respect the Miami Heat more than I respect myself. And rooting for the New York Knicks and watching these guys and knowing who they are, I'm not about to disrespect my own guys, man. Like, go ahead, Sean. And let's talk about Knicks PTSD also playing a role in this fact that we don't believe in like it's hard for us to believe in our guys because it's like they're the heat they have the rings and we're the team with Thibodeau and Randall who was Randall and like we don't believe in our guys like take a step back and be like no look like look rank the players from one to nine I, I did that and then we're better uh, then Emmanuel quickly turned into a pumpkin and gave and then RJ Barrett Turned yeah. into RJ Barrett. Right. You know, turned like, into so RJ. So, yeah. So it's like a trade off. It's like, like, okay, if RJ was still doing RJ things, then I would feel a different way. But like, like, those, like, I'm just like, we just have to do a better job of like taking off our, putting our, 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 our PTSD to the side and, and, and our heat, red colored glasses. And guess what? Yes. The Heat have three banners. Um, they have three championships they've won. None of those championships can come out on floor on the floor and set a screen, take a three, or hit a free throw. LeBron James is not walking through that door. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about game time. Is there an upcoming event you're trying to get tickets to? Whether it be tickets to one of the final home games of the Knicks season, or maybe it's a concert or a comedy show. Whatever it is, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped up for the fun you're going to have. Currently browsing through the Game Time app and I see all the events coming up in the area. Whether it's the Knicks upcoming games against the Heat at the Garden or the latest Mets and Yankee games on the schedule, the Game Time app is so easy to navigate. You can search by category like sports, music, or shows, or search by teams like the Yankees, Islanders, or Knicks. I have to say that my favorite feature is the full 3D peripheral view you get whenever you select a seat. Just select a seat that's within your price range, move the phone from left to right and get a good idea of the view you'll have during the event. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Game Time is also the fastest growing ticketing app in the country, and for a good reason. As I mentioned, get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, just two taps and you're set. Tickets are then sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code FILMSCHOOL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Speaking of screens, Bam Adebayo is a villain. 
I've never seen. It's like every time he sets a screen, he moves like yeah. literally every time. And he's like handsy. And the amount of people on South Beach right now, like there's an epidemic. I'm not sure if you know, Andrew, but there's a copium epidemic on South Beach right now. What's the happening? amount of people who are coping and like hooked to this thing, this copium, it is it is unbelievable everybody on south beach is on copium because oh scott foster oh we oh, missed bad. it oh the, the all the complaints and all of the of the whining and it's like do you not know how dirty your basketball team is there's a there's a still image going around twitter right now of rj barrett literally being kicked by kyle lowry as he's going up for a jumper oh i'm sorry as he's going to the basket like the officials are not going to they're not going to determine this series which is why I'm so like annoyed with Bam Adebayo because he's been setting illegal screens his entire, I guess, season. I don't know if this has always been him because I don't watch Bam, but every time I watch Bam, he's setting a screen and it's a dirty one. It's, it's really frustrating. Um, and I just, I just needed to say that because it, it really does bother me. And I think that for a team like that, you almost need a villain. You need a guy like that to to set illegal screens to let your inferior basketball players have an extra split second to shoot those jumpers. And for that to be his game is disheartening, but it's a real thing. And we need to do something about it because I don't know if we're going to punch him or something, but <laughs> like put 48 in the game and have him get ejected or something. I, I don't know. I don't think we pay the fines. I don't think we pay the fines. <laughs> I think the look, what I will say to the copium out there, um, I acknowledge that the Knicks got the benefit of a missed call that uh, the, the shot clock violation that was called when the ball hit the rim. I, I acknowledge the Knicks benefited from it. I also don't think it's the reason why the Knicks won the game. They won the game for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first one being that Jalen Brunson reminded all of us why he's the most important player to come onto this, this basketball team, uh, arguably since I'm trying to think like since the nineties, like since they drafted UA, <laughs> like I, I'm a mellow guy and I'm starting to come He's around on the fact the most that, like, important since, um, since Pat Ewing, simply because of the way we acquired him. Yeah, like we didn't give true. up anything to get him. We added him. Whereas with Mello, we traded for him, you know? So I think true. since Pat, the Ewing, fact that it's a free agent signing makes it even more important. It's just, it's again, it's like a draft pick, you know, you're able to just kind of check it up to draft capital or money that you're able to dedicate to it. Um, but like, the, the Knicks won this game because they hit shots in the second half. Jalen Brunson was outstanding in the second half and because the Miami Heat shot seven of 23 from three in the second half. Um, like first half, I was like, oh, so this is a game that Heat culture is going to help win because Spose told them to hit take 63s um, and it's just going to help them. And they were 10 of 26 at halftime, but the Tibbs gamble paid off and the Heat's like didn't make shots. The Knicks did. It's as simple as that for me. It's if that's the reason that they go to for why the Knicks lost that game, then I just, I think I do some looking in the mirror, unfortunately. Um, okay. So I think that's going to do it. Sean had to dip because he's uh, got some responsibilities that he's got to take care of. Um, but I think we'll just kind of close it out for him. Mensa. So Let's recap one more. I'm going to give you one more out. Okay. This is your lifeline if you want it. If you want to switch your pick from Nixon five to anything else, you can. Okay. Your last chance <laughs> before this weekend. Mensa, your pick for this series. New York Knicks. 
in five games. I am not budging. I okay. don't buy into Miami's. I think because of the mistakes the New York Knicks made in as far as Thibodeau's rotations, not playing Quentin Grimes soon enough, um, Julius Randle not being in the game, the Knicks shooting his like really, really the Knicks shooting uncharacteristically bad from three in the in game one. I don't think that Miami has enough for us. I think the one game they won is the one game that they needed to steal. And I'm fully confident in our New York Knicks. I don't believe they have an answer for Jalen Brunson as long as Quentin Grimes is on the floor with him. I don't believe they have an answer for RJ Barrett because he is he has arrived this playoff series. Um, I don't think they have an answer for Julius Randle because I watched Julius Randle barbecue chicken that man Bam Adebayo in the regular season. So I think that we should continue to, as long as we dance with the one who brought us, the Miami Heat cannot dance with us. Okay. Um, I think he's back, by the way. We'll close out with Sean. Uh, Sean, I gave this option to Mensa. You can change your pick, your last chance, if you want to. Right now, you're at Nixon 5. I'm giving you, never bring up your old prediction if you want to. He's stuck with Nixon 5. What is your call? Your your current prediction going forward before the Knicks take on the Heat in games 3 and 4. On Wednesday, I was on the Facts and Stats show and I said Heat and I said Knicks and 5. And people said I was people someone said everyone said I was crazy and someone said let's bet that. And I said, "Okay, well, FanDuel, well, whatever. They're, they're not sponsoring us, but whatever. A, 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 a online, a sport, <laughs> an online sports book says Nixon 5 was plus 750. So he's, he wanted me to bet $100. I said, well, if you put up 750, I'll put up the $100. And he agreed. And my regret is that I should have said, well, if they're giving me plus 750, you need to give me even more odds. Nick's in five. Yeah, Sean. Okay. Okay. I, I dig it. And I'm uh, clear. I I hear you. Both of you. Um, I will wimp out. I'm going to Nixon seven. No. <laughs> the Nixon I, four guy went to seven. <laughs> yeah. Well, that never made it to air Mensa. So the Nixon four guy disappeared. Um, but the Nixon six guy is officially going to Nixon seven. They can win this series. Again, I want you guys to be very right. And I, I would take so much stress off of my body if the Knicks can win this series in five games. Um, I think we're getting a Jimmy game. I think Spo steals another. And we get game seven at the Garden. And I like our chances there. Okay. That'll do it for another edition of Casual Friday. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, here, I'm going to make this interactive. Anybody that watches this on YouTube, put your predictions. Uh, now that it's the best of five series, and that's, I think, the biggest confidence I have. The Knicks have never lost the best of five series to the Miami Heat. So I'll take it. You know, oh, wait, ignore what happened. Oh, no, they never did lose the best of five series to the Miami Heat because the 2012 season was best of seven. Best of seven. Okay. So what I said made sense. Leave your... If, if you had a prediction before the series, if you want to change it, go ahead. 
say what your before the series prediction was and then what your current prediction is in the comments below. And if you're listening to this, as always, leave a five-star rating and a review. If you echo what Sean and Mensa are say- saying, how about five stars for Nixon 5? Um, shout out to Sean. Shout out to Mensa. You can follow them on Twitter at the handle that is in their the, the thing underneath their faces. Or you could... Uh, go to the hyperlink that's in the episode description if you're listening to this Uh, shout out to XJ who will be back next week and until next time thank you for listening everybody stay safe out there let's go Knicks and we'll speak with you soon peace peace